We're snapping, we're tackling, we're potting here on Snap Tackle Pod. It's in the title, folks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. He is Dion Clisso of Preps KC. The best you've ever looked, Dion. This is the best <laughs> you've ever looked with the Mill Valley cap. Mill Valley hat for their championship in Bishop Miege. If I had a hat, I would. Oh, I would there wear we go. It. Come on, John Holmes. I would wear it. I, you know, I, I wore the St. James hat at least a couple times the last couple of years uh, when they won. And now I had received the St. James hat long before they'd won state champ. They don't use that logo anymore. I love it. The SGA right. interlocking, but yeah. uh, no, great, great weekend last weekend. I know Lisa North and Garner Ridge and King came up short in overtime. I can't remember the last time we've had two overtime state championship games. Yeah. Uh, but and the biggest uh, classes too. Yeah. Biggest classes too. And, and it's one of those things that where uh, they did, a, both did a great job, both had great seasons. And it's uh, a situation where, so close that they can look back and see things that didn't happen their way. Well, yeah. uh, but they really, you know, got things going and, and, and a great weekend of football. And we still have two games left have two uh, games this left. weekend. We, have we can the, get four uh, titles. We're so close to having four titles uh, yeah. last weekend. Uh, and we'll talk about those overtime games, but a chance to get two more this week. And we'll talk about those. If we look ahead, let's look back. We'll start with the, uh, yep. the hat on your head right here. Uh, and the, uh, the, the, uh, the logo in my heart, I guess. Um, <laughs> You're not logoed up. You're at work today, so that's why you're not logoed up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, been a busy day. Uh, but, yeah, Mill Valley gets it done by the exact same score over the exact same team from a year ago over Mays, 28-14 over Avery Johnson and uh, and Mays. And and it kind of went probably like a, both you and I would have would have pr- uh, predicted in that, like, okay, Mays going to break through. They're that good offensively and get a couple touchdowns. But that's it. All you're going to get with Mill, with Mill Valley and once Mill Valley got to 28, it was almost like, okay, that it, it's over yeah. at this point. Uh, and, you know, when I, I did their radio show, I was talking with Ryan Wallace, who's, you know, go power caddies, you know, uh, and I said, I there for about a quarter, I was kind of like, where's this stud kid, best quarterback ever to come out of Kansas? You know, he doesn't look like it right now. Well, and uh, look, he, he's a great quarterback, but you, you know, I know this is, the, this is the best team sport there is. There's 21 yeah. other guys out there, right? And but so- the, the point of, for both of them is, is that, Mill Valley's defense made him look ordinary yeah. for about a quarter and a half. Yeah. And then he looked really good and and kept Mays in that game for the next couple quarters. And then eventually, you know, your offense with the, your offense looked like they, they played mad there for about two quarters and yeah. jumped well, it's out. Almost, it's and, funny. And, uh, it was about the last, uh, what, about three minutes of the first half and the first yeah. three or four of the second half, they scored three touchdowns. The game was one right there. And yeah. Hayden Jay threw three touchdown passes in that small span of time, seven, eight minutes of game clock. And that 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 was it. It was kind of poetic justice for Hayden, a guy who's kind of handed off most of the playoffs a lot of the season because <laughs> that's all they had to do. He didn't play a lot of a uh, lot of second halves because they had what eight or nine running clocks. He's able to come out and star in that championship game, throwing three touchdown passes. Yeah, no, it was it was impressive. And and look, I'm not down on Avery Avery Johnson. What I saw from the, that point on, he he willed that team to get to where they were to be able to be competitive there. Even though you know Mill Valley pulled away, he's he's a heck of a quarterback, and I'm looking forward to seeing that kid play on the second, uh, on the next level. And uh, you know, I I I think I don't know if he'll be starting next year. I think Missouri still has that home and home with K State, uh, so I don't know if I'll get to see him play my team. But you never know. I mean, you never know. You never know who's all coming back, who's staying. I think he's staying in college now forever. Uh, But if yeah, Will Howard at least will be back, and he's had a great season for K State, who's still going strong. So things looking up for the Wildcats, uh, by the way. But for Mill Valley, I mean, it's uh, it's four in a row, right? Uh, At at the five A level, nobody had ever done that in Kansas. Four in a row at five A, 
As far as Kansas had Hutch, State goes, had Hutch bumped up in, in their run. Bumped up, right? And then three in a row by Shawnee Mission North to start the first three state championships with Shawnee Mission North. Um, and 5A was the highest class. So yeah. that's that's what they broke. They broke that record. And um, it, look, it looks like it's going to keep, keep going over there in Western Shawnee. Where do they fit in kind of the history of Kansas City teams? I, I, I kind of liken them to like those – turn of the century Olathe the North teams that we saw under Gene Weir. Yeah, pretty similar, I think. And and we got to see where the the run ends. I mean, it's kind of like with Miege. You know, they had the six in a row, took two years off, and now they're back with yeah. another one. And, yeah. you know, when you start taking a solid decade and looking at it and you've won six, seven, maybe eight titles, that's a pretty – that's more Lawrence-like. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 and I apologize, Olathe North fans. I don't remember how many it was and how many years they they went in the I, early two thousands. Six think, and eight, or was it? I think they won six of seven. Six of seven. I think they were interrupted one year. I think Olathe the South went there like ninety nine or something like that, and yeah. then lost. And then they got back, and then um, yeah, I think it was. I want to say it was uh, six of seven. Gene Weir six and zero in state championship games. And, uh, Joel Appleby six and zero in state championship games. They now coach together. Uh, almost. I think McCall won the other one. The 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 the. Did, did McCall win one at Olathe North? So, yeah, he won one the year after, I believe, we are left. Okay. And yeah. then uh, Pete uh, Flood won the other one in 2009. Yep. So, yep. Um, a little so, Olathe North history. That's coming back to us. Yeah. It's four in a row and six of eight overall for Mill Valley. It's a, it's a heck of a run. It's fun to be a part of. All right. Down to 4A, you had uh, a, a game Wamigo team keeping up with Blue Valley. Uh, sorry, uh, Bishop Biege. Keeping up with Miege for, I mean, about two or three quarters here before their, their talent finally took over and they got back on top winning state. And, and a telling quote from John Holmes when he came on my radio show, and not in an arrogant way, he said that was one of the first times they'd been in a state championship game with a team that wanted to be there and wanted to play in that and, and was ready to take them on. I bet they loved no, it. No fear. And he said that it was great. He had nothing but prayer. And I, you know, I did an interview with Weston Moody last week and, he was fantastic, and, and he's building a great program out there at Wamigo. That's the team. That's the team I'm going to be watching going forward. Um, and it's a lot like you know, if if the Catholics do move up, I I could see some Wamigo Eudora, Wamigo Lewisburg, yeah, just battles uh, going down the line. And hey, who's to say that Wamigo's not battling if the Catholics don't go up uh, well, next I year? Think, they won't. I think the Catholics. <laughs> I mean, they, I think they. You know, you know, was the tide raises all ships? I, I think. I think we've seen much more competition over these last yes. few years from the West side in 4A. Well, and uh, I think you look at what the, the run that, that Aquinas and Miege and, and even St. James had to go through to get Miege yeah. to that game. You know, they beat Eudora by one score. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, was and, tight. and Piper, you know, Piper beats Chanute and, you know, Lewisburg didn't, <laughs> Lewisburg had a tough game against Aquinas, but they were in that mix as well. Um, you know, St. James had to play baser in the first round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's a, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's where the depth of that is. And, and so, and, and when you talk to coach Holmes, he's like, it's definitely the most difficult, one of the most difficult runs they've had to do to get there, beat yeah. Aquinas again, to beat, to beat Eudora. And, and uh, in that game, which was crazy, which was crazy game in Eudora. And uh, if Eudora needed maybe three more bodies that mm-hmm. weren't going both ways, then they yeah. may have had them. They may have had them, but uh, yeah. no, it's a, it's exciting for, for a football for way where it is now. And even if the Catholics do move up, I think it says a lot about 4A football where you've got teams like Wamigo and Eudora and Lewisburg and Piper and all those teams that are like, Hey, we're here to play whoever we want to play. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and look, the, um, 
Uh, next year, they'll still be down there, right? One more yes. year, at least. Two-year cycle. Four, I will see what happens with the uh, the next two-year cycle. But hats off to John Holmes. That's their 11th state title. And I believe that breaks the record, right? That's the most. I think that they were tied with Smith Center and Lawrence at 10. I think it's all me age now. Yeah, and they did a lot of that heavy lifting in the last decade. <laughs> yeah, a lot. What What is that? I mean, since... Seven and nine. Seven and nine seasons. Seven of nine. That's a run right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we talk about Mill Valley's run in, in 5A. It's it, They won six, right? Six in a row um, before. Well, and they've won seven and nine and really 10 in 13 years because the yeah. 2009 title on the yeah. ground arc. And they mixed in a class five championship game in 2012 where they lost to, I think, Bishop Carroll okay. in 5A. So, yeah, they've they've been there a ton. and Well, and then – and and this year, I mean, Miege was one of the best teams in the city, bar none, right? And mm-hmm. no matter what class, what what state, I mean, I think they were. Uh, I think they proved themselves to be the you know, the best out of the EKL this year. And when you're the best out of the EKL, you're one of the best in in Kansas City and in the state. And they proved it. So and and by the way, they won a couple um, Simone awards this week as well. We'll talk yes, about they did. that later on in the show. Uh, up at six a man, just a heartbreaker. I finally watched the last the overtime, the last kind of quarter where. You know, Manhattan had to come back just to tie it, to send it into overtime. And then uh, Gardner went for it, man. They went for it. They, uh, they they pulled a couple offensive linemen. They just flooded the left side. And they said, we're going to get the end zone. I, I feel like if they would have maybe a, a couple more yards outside, you know, beyond the sideline, they could have gotten to that pylon. And they came up this this close. And I know it's crushing. But what a game and what, what a season for uh, for Gardner. Yes, and as that game wound down, uh, I got off Twitter because the stream was behind Twitter, and I didn't want to find out what was going on, so I'm watching the stream, and my poor wife needed something, and so she called me once, and every time it goes through my computer, so it cuts the stream down and pops up the the phone, and I declined it and got back to the game, got it going again like that, and she did it again just right as they, you know, and I declined it again and then saw the last play, and uh, needless to say, I was into that game. (laughs) Yeah. So... I, I was like a little crazy when I got upstairs to find out what she needed. Uh, so there was a little bit of drama on that, but uh, no, it's a uh, great game. You know, they had, had some fumbles. I know they'd love to have back and they really dominated Manhattan uh, the first quarter and a half yeah. of that game. And I, Manhattan won the game. They're the state champion. I don't know if they're the better team. Yeah. I think they were able to, t- to capitalize on some mistakes in this, in this game. So it's, it's tough for Gardner, but they've got to look back and just be thrilled to what they've done and what they can do because now they bring back a ton yeah, of experience. Sophomore quarterback on the team. and our junior running back and Dawson Kindler. Yes. Returning. Yeah. Well, it had to, it, Manhattan had adjusted because Dawson Kindler was killing them with the dive. Yeah. In the first half. And they, they said 40 okay, times, well, which is like a regular Friday or Saturday for Kindler yeah. for, for 128 yards. Yeah. But he was, he was five to six yards. A clip yeah, that's the, the whole deal. That 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 yard for carry there is a killer, right? Forty for one twenty. You're basically getting three or four yards every time, right? And yeah. uh, it's not like okay, well, he got a big gainer here, but we threw him for a loss a couple times in a row. It was just, it was just. It's sick. always straight ahead. <laughs> it's always straight ahead. But no, I I think that Coach Owen and that staff has done a fantastic job. It's a great town. They love their football. They love their sports. There's all, all kinds of great community support there. Uh, I think that Gardner Edgerton has cemented themselves as a player in 6A, and it's going to be a fun year next year in the in Sunflower League and in 6A because no, I think absolutely. we go into I think hey, they go hey. in as a as a favorite, but it, there's still a lot of teams that are going to be 
in that mix as well. A good a good year for the the Sunflower League. Really good year. You had two in the semifinals in 6A. You had Mill Valley um, right there winning it in 5A. Uh, good uh, good overall year for that yeah. uh, for that league. All right, let's let's jump over to Missouri here and another just overtime heartbreaker and another game, Dion, where you have the losing team this time, Lee Summit North having a lot of coulda, woulda, shouldas. Yeah, uh, and really both those teams. Uh, I had my, my partner Brian. He was on his way back from vacation. He's like, was the Lee Summit North a good game? And I go, well, good in the sense that it was overtime and exciting in that sense. I said, I don't think they're sending that film to the Hall of Fame anytime soon yeah. with 31 combined penalties and 330 penalty wow. yards. But that was back and forth. Uh, their best players made plays on both sides of the ball. Love for CBC made plays. Uh, Elijah Leonard had a game of his life over 400 yards passing Isaiah Mosey. Um, that's one of my takeaways from that game is that kid's really good and he's mm-hmm. going to be really good because he's only a sophomore, um, had a big game for them. And uh, they, they, Lee Summit North has arrived. I mean, they got the state championship game, win or lose. Uh, they are among the elites. And now, now they've got to kind of stay on top of that mountain because the, the, the problem for them is, is that, you know, Liberty North still there. Ray Peck is still there. And those are teams that have played four and one championships. Mm-hmm. And Oh, by the way, the blue Springs, blue Springs South and rockers are getting back in the mix, uh, which is great for us here in Kansas city. Uh, it just makes it tougher for uh, the, you know, we may, we may be diving back into the time where we'd send a team to the state championship game and they'd lose because they were so beaten up and a, a CBC or somebody like that yeah. was fresh and good. So it's going to be tough, but I think that hats off to coach Mosey and, and that entire staff and what they've done there for a program that they took over that had real, no history of mm-hmm. any type of postseason success at all. Uh, yeah. N- n- another game too, where, you know, Lee Summit North was up in the fourth quarter Yeah, and CBC not only needed a touchdown to come back in time, but a touchdown, a two point conversion, they end up getting it going into overtime and CBC is the, uh, is the only team to score in OT. No. Yeah. It, it was, you know, they had a chance there at the end with the field goal and it didn't work out. They had two shots yeah. at it and it's uh, you know, it's tough and it's not that kid's fault. I mean, there's in a game with 31 penalties and 300 yards, there's yeah. not, everyone can raise their hand and say, yeah, I could have done better or yeah. it's not my fault. You know, it's everyone's, it's a definitely a, a combined team win and or loss, but the effort was so fantastic. The effort was so fantastic. Those kids left it out on the field. Absolutely. And I, I watched all that and it was just, they answered the bell and CBC answered the bell and it, it was back and forth. And there was some high tension there. Uh, I'm talking to a buddy of mine from St. Louis, who's a St. Louis guy who thinks that uh, love from CBC should have been kicked out after his personal foul huh. <laughs> from what happened. And I, I missed, I, I will say this, I had it on in the background. So I was listening to it as much. I would flip in and out as, as I was editing video and doing other things uh, from the other games that were played during the day. But uh, no, it, uh, it was a fun game in that sense. And both teams was, it was really, really fun to watch. Down class four, uh, Smithville loses 37, 23, to St. Mary's, uh, I don't know if Smithville had given up 37 points all season long. Uh, must be an outstanding St. Mary's offense to do that to the defending champs. Just kind of warm out. I mean, Smithville had an early lead. I think it was 16 nothing, and then uh, just were up 23-7 to and then didn't really score again. And oh, well. St. Mary's wore them out. And, and, you know, that's a St. Mary's team that's, that is a defending Class 3 state champion. Um, brought a lot of players back to that team. Um, not their Sorry, top yeah, end guy. Those were two state champs in that game. Yeah, two state. You don't get two state champs in the semifinal that often, or state championship game that often. Um, and then you know Smithville. I'm sure they're disappointed, but 
with as many starters as they had to replace coming into this year, if you just said, hey, you had a lead in the late in the third quarter of a semifinal yeah. game against St. Mary's, a defending state champion, they probably would have taken it. Um, but they were close enough again. That's three straight semifinals. You know, they lost a close one to Elias a few years ago, late in the fourth quarter. This one got kind of got away from them. But that's a good St. Mary's team, uh, and that's a good Smithville team. So it's it's disappointing, but uh hats off to them. And I think that probably was the state championship game because St. Mary's is gonna play St. Dominic team. I think they beat by four or five touchdowns. First yeah. time around. That's the that's the bracket in Missouri because it rotates around. You, you don't know you don't get the split like you do in Kansas. So yeah. you know it's sometimes the state championship game is played the week before. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cardinal Ritter takes care of Pleasant Hill. Great season for the Roosters. They finish in the semifinals, um, eleven and two on the year, 54-35, Cardinal Ritter in, in a shootout. Yeah, they just too many big plays by Cardinal Ritter, and they got got uh, Pleasant Hill. Coach Walmsgons does my show me. He 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 went to two Pleasant Hill games. Probably they won't ask him back. Uh, he went to the center game, and he went to the Cardinal Ritter game, and he said it it just looked very similar. Yeah. The things that gave Pleasant Hill problems with center, um, Cardinal Ritter was the same way. And and he goes, I wonder if center, you know, center and Pleasant Hill are both kind of in that mix, right at the top of three and you know bottom of four. Um, he goes, if center was down in three, I you know I I think maybe they beat. They match up with Cardinal Ritter. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, but the thing, if you're a Pleasant Hill fan, I know you're disappointed. You want to have a chance to go to the state championship. It's your first semifinals in 75. Um, and they've never won a state title. They went to the state championship game in 74. So they're back-to-back semifinals. But this program was 0-10 four years ago. These seniors were 0-10 when they were freshmen. And wow. Justin Hamilton was hired the next year. I think they won three games uh, their sophomore year. They won seven or eight. Uh, last year went on that late season run. Uh, and then this year, you know, they roll through the MRVC West with the exception of center and are one of the better teams. So that says a lot about the coaching staff, a lot about those players and those kids, be able to put that 0 10 season behind them and come out and work and their numbers are up. Uh, everything is, you know, I think Pleasant Hill is a force to be reckoned with uh, going down the line. It's, it's always had good players. Uh, and I yeah. think that they've, they've got a chance to really break through now. All right, down in class one, we got it. We asked for it, Dion. We got it. An all Kansas City area uh class one finalist. Yes. The East Buchanan looking to go back to back in class one. And Adrian getting through. Size up this matchup coming up this weekend. Adrian, the fighting Cole Youngs. Um the funny thing <laughs> about Cole this, from there? Nice. Yes, he he graduated from Adrian and he is their PA announcer. So Great. he got a little extra work and and uh uh his son Dawson uh, helped with the music at times in the blowout games this year. So, no, I think, I think what you're seeing is a, you know, the class one football, when they took Valley Catholic out, that, that, that kind of removed when they got bumped up to class three, that kind of removed the elephant in the room, much like we talk about. And you see some of these teams, East Buchanan looked great last week. Trevor Klein had six touchdowns, uh, their defense, which has been kind of carrying through some tough games in the playoffs played really well again. And then their offense just exploded. Uh, And, and so they look, you know, they look like a defending state champ. Their only loss is to Savannah by like one, like three points earlier in the yeah. year. A good class classes, three Savannah. Yeah, two event. classes bigger. Uh, Adrian lost two games. They lost to Lincoln early in the year. Lincoln's a team that throws it all over the yard, and that's kind of their kryptonite. <laughs> they have a hard time stopping that. And then at the end of the season, they lost to Tipton with three of their best, you know, five athletes out, um, which in class one, you drop two or three athletes. That could be the team, a, man. Absolutely. It's a game changer. Um, it's going to be a fun game because – uh, Adrian's got a lot of size up front and they really kind of dominate that offensive line and East Buchanan who has good size and good players 
Uh, but he said that, you know, that they know that the left-hand side of that Adrian line is really good. Uh, Coach Ritter up there. And then Coach Davis has done a great job down at Adrian. And, um, it's fun. And uh, they are, you know, Misha honors every team that won 20 years before. So Adrian people were already going to be at the game because they oh, won cool. the state championship in 2002. I was talking to Jason West. He said before Adrian won, they had sold 68 tickets to the Adrian people to come down just for the wow. um, little reunion of being honored by the state. It, which I guess in class one, I mean, think about it. There's like 30 guys on that team and 68 people are coming down, right. You know, down for that, the game. And so I, I, I've already told uh, coach Davis and Cole that uh, if there's some sort of robbery outbreak in Adrian right. at three o'clock on Saturday, uh, tall guy, dark hair, wearing preps case t-shirt had nothing to do with it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to encourage, no crime, but there's, but there's not going to be a lot of people in Adrian on Saturday and there's not going to be a lot of people in Gower either on Saturday. Cause I think that, you know, East Buchanan travels well. And uh, no, that's, it's, these two programs have been really good. I mean, Adrian was in, in the semifinals against mid Buchanan a couple of years ago and um, it's fun. They, there's a lot of respect between the two of them. Uh, Coach Ritter um, is a Missouri Western guy. Coach Davis is a Pitt state guy. And he brought up the fact that uh, when, when coach uh, Davis was at Pitt state, they were, they'd won a national championship, but they, then they beat Missouri Western really bad. Yeah. But when coach Ritter was in at Missouri Western, they beat Pitt state. So he yeah. said, he goes, we got a little Pitt State, Missouri Western going on. So those MIAA guys, they they they, they like it. But it's a lot of respect on both sides for both those teams. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Ford Osage, Francis Howe, that should be a lot of fun too. Can the Ford do it against a team that's just, well, Francis Howe is blown through the competition this year. Yeah, in, in five they are. They were uh, but the they were just right on that line, and they fell mm-hmm. down. And um, Alan Wilmus, the coach at Blue Spring South, uh, went to Francis Howe and coached at Francis Howe for a little bit before he moved out this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a beverage wagered back yeah. the hometown teams. We have a, and, and uh, he and I were, he was doing the same thing I was doing, except I was working on Saturday. He was watching <laughs> streams of games and we were texting back and forth. And uh, he said, no, he goes, he, he said, he, and I've, I've got kind of backup on this from some of the St. Louis people. If Francis Howe was in class six, they'd be, they'd be probably the second best class six team that he, he felt like they could beat the Smet. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a tough physical battle. It's going to be a tough game for Fort Osage, but they're kind of built this way. And um, they're playing fantastic football. They are. They've just rolled in these playoffs. Yeah. And they, they go to Cape central. They were down 13 to seven at one point. Um, Cape central decided they go ahead and punt to Lorenzo Fenner and not just like a, let's try and get to the sideline. He runs over there and grabs it, picks it up and makes a great play. line drive right down the middle. Yeah. Line drive down the middle, just, you know, to the 45, to his 45 yard line. Well, all he has to do is find a gap yeah, <laughs> and gone. go, and he's gone. Um, and so they've they've had he's had three straight games with return touchdowns. Wow. Jeez. And then oh, by the way, they've got River Peppers, who's an out, outstanding sophomore tailback. Their other receivers have been playing great. Greg Minnie, their quarterback, who I had not seen him uh, in person or even on video until about five weeks into the season. And our own Ryan Edwards went out the game. He's doing his post game interviews. I know what uh, Greg Minnie did in the off season because I asked Brock Bull. I said, "Did he have a a couch or a bed there at the weight room? Because he looks more like their starting middle linebacker yeah. than their quarterback, and he's tough and he likes to initiate contact. and And you know he's good. He's you know he's not gonna he's not gonna Sam Van Dyne you and you know twenty four touchdowns, no interceptions, but he's gonna get the ball to where it needs to go. And he's tough and physical. And there's a kid who had a, a, a tough in the last season. I mean, he fumbled the ball." Um, the, in the semifinal game, and he's come back and answered all, and is a leader and a good kid, 
And that team is is big and physical, and they've got speed in the right spots. They're going up against a big physical Francis Howe team. It, it, the question is, is who whose schedule got them better prepared yeah. for this game? And I, you know, I tend to lean on Kansas City on that. But uh, no, I I think Forts. I like them a lot in this game. Uh, not not big. I think it's going to be a good close game. But if they could, st- they the biggest thing for Ford is if they don't turn the ball over and, and give teams extra possessions and make their defense go out there a little more. When they're moving the chains and, and doing things, even if they don't score, sometimes they they their physicality will wear. Now Francis how matches their physicality, so it's going to be a fun game. I would. It's been a long time since I felt like in class six and class five we ended up with the arguably, you know, if not the top two teams, top two, two out of three teams that are tough and physical. And we could see another mm-hmm. great game here. We've had, you know, there's been a lot of years where six, and there's it's just been mismatches. Yeah. You know, the semifinal game was better than the, than the, the regular season game and or the, the final game. So good, good game on Friday night. I, I think it's going to, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Looking forward to the Simone awards as well. It's coming up on Tuesday morning at a school TBA uh, we'll be there. We'll be uh, uh, streaming it on uh, KSHB 41 on our uh, OTT platforms, our streaming platforms. We'll tell you more about that, um, you know, on the website as well as on air leading up to it. But also leading up to it, Dion, we've been revealing the winners of the yes. other Simone Awards, um, four of them, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Monday, we revealed the uh, Otis Taylor Award winner, and it was Isaiah Coppage. And what a season that guy had uh, from Bishop Meation. Really, what what a group. You mentioned Finner. I mean, that was a heck of a uh, foursome of receivers up for the Taylor this year. Yeah, and the, the final four were um, Isaiah uh, Finner, Josh Manning uh, from Lee Summit is going to Mizzou, and then Jaden Riddell, who uh, even if he had won, would not have been available uh, to watch it on video because there was a picture of him shaking Nick Saban's hand in yeah. Tuscaloosa, Alabama yes. on Monday afternoon. Yes. So wow. that's where Jaden was. That's where he's Monday. at. Yeah. So that tells you the depth of that group. Uh, and Isaiah just had a great year and made plays. And he was so consistent in everything he did. And even, yeah. you know, Coach Holmes said, even at the, as it, the year went on and teams shut him down, he may only have four or five catches that week, but he would make the impact and do the things off the ball to help get other guys open. Yeah. On Tuesday, we did the bell. It's the uh, small class lineman linebacker, best lineman linebacker in the small classes. And, Another good field, and you and I are talking, maybe, maybe the upset of the Simone so far, and uh, D-Rock Taffic from, um, from center. Yeah, and you know, I think, you know, Camden Beebe definitely had the name recognition. Yeah. Um, given his own exploits. His old brother was named Big 12 so, Offensive Lineman of the Year, yes. like the, the day later. And Colton, his other, his oldest brother, is a two-time winner of the Bobby Bell. So, you know, definitely uh, a guy who had pedigree and had a great season. I think that's a... Duroc's win is a win of he had the numbers. A lot of times, if you go see somebody in person, or if you watch, some guys just jump off on film, mm-hmm. and Duroc jumped he off did. on film. Yeah, and he's not a small person. Thanks. Playing middle linebacker, I mean, he looks more like a D tackle. I, I agreed, yes. Than yeah. a middle Especially linebacker, the, the class what four level. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He looked like a D tackle. But his speed and his intelligence, oh, by the way, 4-3, grade point average. Yeah, yeah. Um, allowed him to go languages. play middle linebacker. Yeah, speaks four languages. Uh, goes by Harold. Yeah. Even though – it, He's I an t- interesting cat, man. And I and I and when I talked with Coach uh, DeLong about it, and he goes, we tell him to go by Duroc. That's a way cooler name than Harold. Yeah. 
but he, you know, he wants to have a name that everybody can say. And I, I told him, I was like, well, you can tell him I'm gonna call him the rock. Cause that's just, uh, it's a cool name. And yeah. I, you know, I like Harold. Don't get me wrong. Harold's not a bad name, um, hmm. but no good win for him. And, and that shows where center, you know, center had Joseph Vick as a finalist uh, for the, for the bell award as well. But uh, no, Drock was definitely in there with Braden Bush uh, from Pleasant Hill. And, and so, you mm-hmm. know, and BB and it was, it was a good group Hedgecourt, of finalists. I think was the, uh, or no, uh, Black, no he was uh, Strickland. Hand, sorry. Strickland, uh, Strickland, yeah. Strickland from Smithville. So good four finalists there. Yep. Uh, for those, uh, those awards. Fontana on Wednesday. I mean, look, somebody had to throw Isaiah the coppage the ball, and it was Mac Armstrong. He threw a lot of guys the ball. 39 touchdowns, over 3,800 yards in 13 games. Uh, state champion. I mean, that's he checked all the boxes, did Mac. 73% completion. Percent. 73% that too. And we're not talking I, two yard. Yeah cross the line, turn around and get guys in space. They throw the ball downfield. They don't, I mean, they, they, and, and it gets and good you, competition watch, too. And the EKL, yeah. they played Rockhurst. I mean, we talked about the Omigo team they played. Yeah, they, they definitely, you know, he checked the boxes there and another good field there with Hedgecourt and, and uh, Bell or uh, Vic. And so it, it's, it's definitely, um, and Sean Carroll, obviously from St. Thomas Aquinas, a good field in that one as well. That were the final four and, and, and Mac, Mac kind of came out of the box as the leader, I think in most people's minds, because that, people were talking yeah. about him early and then other players stepped up and made, you know, made their, that was a good ballot all the way around. And then I think in the end, you know, driving through that state championship and finishing with those games that they had against those tough teams and the way he played uh, really probably elevated him to that yeah. award. And then the Buchanan, as we're taping it right now, we haven't revealed who the Buchanan winner is, Dion, but by the time this comes out, we will yes. have, so we can yes. talk about it. So, uh, <laughs> Melvin Laster from uh, Liberty North, and now this isn't a repeat of 2021. He's winning it again in 2022. Yeah, and he just, you know, edged out Caden Green for that. And, man, it, what a what a group of players in that on that ballot. And that and that Caden Green's award. up for the Simone as well. And he's up for the Simone Award. He's a finalist for the Simone Award. And Edric Hill and PJ Adabataway from North Kansas City, the other two finalists. And you know, I the, our depth in that position has been good for a long time and is going to be good for a, a much longer time to come. We've got sophomore, you know, Melvin's just a junior. He's not going anywhere. We got some sophomore over from Mill Valley who's dominant, Jaden Woods. Yep. He's uh, the uh, Kansas uh, non-senior defensive player of the year, all classes. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of good young players coming too. So definitely uh, Nor- a guy who didn't make the ballot from Lee Summit North, uh, Williams Narnia, Nar- like Narnia yeah. I think is how you say his name. Outstanding D lineman for them. Uh, you know, so there's, that's the the one thing that if you're a power five school, I think you can come to Kansas City and pick off three, four players every year. It seems They're like learning now, now. yeah. Yeah, we're we're definitely producing. That's the that's that's one to to keep an eye on. And, and Melvin wins that award again as as a junior now. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, last but not least, of course, the Simones, the final four candidates. There you have Malik Oatis from Simmons Northwest on the Kansas side with Caden Green, Lee Summit North. We talked about him. Kendrick Bell, the quarterback from Park Hill, and then uh, Sam Van Dyne, quarterback from uh, Liberty North. Yeah, great group. And and you see an offensive lineman and Caden Green make the moving there and, and Maliko Adis uh says a lot about him. He only played nine games. Yeah. 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 They lost in the first round. Uh and he had over two thousand yards and uh thirty touchdowns and and you know that's a guy that was a senior on a very young team and uh made big steps there. And uh Sam Van Dyne, twenty four touchdowns, no interceptions. That's amazing. I mean he had like one or two going in the state championship game last year. I think he threw four in the state championship game. 
he didn't do that against CBC this time around. I mean, he, he was as good as he could be. They just didn't have enough to get CBC, but just an accurate guy. And, and, you know, their offense didn't call for, they didn't, they were very balanced through the most of the season when Micah Joe Barnett went down, they had to throw the ball a little more and he stepped it up and his game, he stepped right into that role and, and his game got even better. Uh, on the flip side of it, Kendrick Bell, they were behind a lot of times or were in shootouts mm-hmm. a lot of times. And he had to answer the bell and come out when teams know they were going to, that's all they were going to do is throw the ball. And and he's able to put up big numbers. And then uh, Caden Green, funny story. I'm watching the state championship game and Jim Powers and Bo Bayman, who are doing the color and, and play-by-play for uh, Misha. Very nice guys. I've done games with both of them. Um, they, they work hard. But sometimes when you're doing six classes of games, it's not easy always to be as informed as you may need to be. About midway through the second quarter, they're like noticing that Lee Summit North is really running over the left-hand side a lot. <laughs> yeah. Even on the even if they're on the hash on the short side of the field, they're still going to the left. So I texted him. I texted Jim and I go, uh, "That's because there's a guy named Caden Green over there, who's like the number five guard in the country. Who's been to you know all this other stuff like that." And he went on the air and said, "Dion from Preps KC is let us huh. know that." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, he's in. I mean, he was as impressive against anybody you know CBC had, and so that's uh, he's he's good against the best. Yeah, um, and that was really an outstanding season for him. So, what a great in a wide open year. It, it, we had really good candidates in almost mm-hmm. all of our uh, in all of our categories. But you know, we even filling out the ten was tough to get to the ballot, and then the coaches and the media vote on that. Um, and it's like fifty seven total people between coaches and media vote yeah, okay. equals equally split on each side with the coaches. Um, and so that's a good, a good group, and we appreciate the work that the coaches put in. And here, here I'll tell you, if you think these coaches just get a ballot, flip it back in, they don't. I heard from some that, you know, hey, you need to tell some of these kids they need to update their huddle film. I, I like yeah. what they did in the first three weeks. I want to see what they did. Good. <laughs> They're, you know, you know, the ones who are aren't playing games sometimes are like, well, what are we going to do? I'll sit around Thanksgiving weekend. I'll watch some huddle film. So, yep. you know, they they really do work hard. Uh, to try and get those to get those votes as informed as they can, and um, no, it's uh, it's fun. The, the ceremony is a great ceremony. We appreciate everything the ceremonies do. The, the McCarthy Autograph presenting sponsor of that, um, they do a great job too. So it's it's going to be uh, interesting. I know you have the interviews coming up with all the ceremony winners. Yeah, we're going to feature each, some... each night uh, the next four nights before the uh, award ceremony. We're going to feature one of the uh, ceremony award finalists. Um, and so I think we'll probably go in order um, on uh, Friday night, start uh, alphabetical order with uh, with Bell, and then we'll do Green, and then Oasis, and then Van Dyne. Uh, to yes, and I and, and for all of your viewers, you did a fantastic job in taking that away from me and letting your professionals do those interviews. <laughs> You're of, welcome anytime. Of, I know. I, We're going to go you know, get it, too, so that'll look better, too. We're going to Yeah, go. and here, here's the thing. I will say this. One of my favorite interviews I did all of last year was Jet Deneen from a hotel room in Hutch, at a basketball tournament. Basketball, yeah. Now, part of that's because Jet Deneen's a fun kid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that was that was a good deal in that. But uh, it was kind of cool because they were like, in, you know, they got in there and they hadn't had dinner. That's it was like deal. four o'clock. Yeah. We've yet to run into a kid on these four nights going into five that's not doing basketball or wrestling. They're just on yeah. to the next thing. It's good to see. Yeah, no. and I mean, I, in fact, I was, uh, before we did this, I'm doing some, basketball this weekend for spectrum and i was watching <laughs> a stream of a tournament game yeah and it's and you see those kids out there that play football or playing i like to see the kids wrestling too and i think that's a great thing i'm assuming is Durock wrestle yes he does probably very well <laughs> Ooh, i'm about to i'm well, gonna have to get out sports and... uh 
Yes. They, they kind of help each other out. Hey, uh, linemen, if you want to be better, wrestle. Wrestle, yeah. Wrestle. The weight room's great, but wrestle, your footwork will be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's it's fun to see the winter sports and see guys. Hey, that's the first place I saw Josh Manning in the flesh was on a basketball court yeah. at Blue Valley last year. Yeah. And I was like, receiver? You mean DN, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a it's a fun time of year, uh, and hopefully we will uh, cash in a couple more state championships this week. Looking forward well. to it. Uh, that let's see, it's Fort Sage on Friday, right? And then Friday East night, and then Saturday. Saturday afternoon on at three o'clock. So, yep, yep the Fort Sage gets to seven o'clock on in Columbia, and we'll have coverage between the two of us. And and uh, I've got my guy down there writing, and he'll have good photos, and you guys will get the highlights and. No more under the lights on Friday night, though. No more under the lights, but we'll still have the highlights of time. Still have inventory. And, uh, have well, it, you know, it's it's a tough 15 weeks on the dog. I mean, he's – Yeah, it is. It's over. keep him occupied. Know. You know, the, you know the, the bigger the raw height I could get, you know, yeah. the, just to keep him occupied. So that's the – he's outside right now. He, he made was a couple appearances, I think, on the show. He did. I think he, he, I think he saves himself for one, I'm going to walk behind Daddy while he's live on TV a year. One, yeah. So he, he gets in the shot a little bit and, nice. and that kind of thing. And it, he didn't whine. Now, we we seem to figure out the, the to keep the whining out this year, but we had to go to a morning for this podcast. But then on Friday nights, he's he wants to be a part of the show. There, nice. There's no doubt. So, nice. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. We'll see after that. Dion wants to just do it year-round. We'll see. We'll see uh, after that. We're going to we'll fit it in a mixed schedule. I, my schedule's wide open. We yeah. Because there are people that I see that clamor – Clamor for this podcast. Yeah, well, we could we and see and then everything else. Yes, but we don't even have to talk high school football year. Okay, there's other things we can talk. Oh yeah, I know there's a lot of we talk some basketball. Yep, talk football. We could talk Missouri basketball that's chosen to use point guard and score points this year. It's it's strange. Whatever. Yeah, it's uh, you know at least you can watch them. Um, they're not on watch list. There's a lot of good things out there. Awesome. We'll do it. We'll see you next time. Best of luck to all the Simone uh, Award finalists out there and the two teams still playing for a state title. For Dion, I'm Nick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tech Apply.